This is Sid Roth saying, Shalom Mishpacha. Mishpacha is a Hebrew word. It means family. And we're the Mishpacha, the family with a Jewish heart. Welcome to today's edition of Messianic Vision and another appointment for you to be mentored to fulfill your destiny with one of our It's Supernatural guests. And now, here's your host for this program, It's Supernatural television producer, Donna Chavis. Thank you, Sid. I'm Donna Chavis, and today on Messianic Vision, our special guest is Pastor Stephen Brooks. Stephen's actually in the studio with us today as we do the program, so that's a real treat for us. Stephen, thank you for joining us. Oh, thank you, Donna. Great to be here today with you. Stephen, as you know, is a pastor, he's an author, he operates in signs and wonders, and he's known worldwide for his ability to preach and teach the Word of God with power and with clarity. Which brings us to today's program and one of the most needed messages that I've ever heard. Everyone likes to learn about the blessings of God. We all want to know about the blessings of God. But Pastor Stephen, let's be honest. More importantly, we want to see the blessings of God manifested in our lives. Absolutely, absolutely. So today we're going to spend some time with Pastor Stephen Brooks, not just learning about the blessings of God, but learning some practical principles for activating and manifesting the blessings of God in your life. And before we jump into that message, I want you to share something that you told me about a, a heavenly encounter, and that was that was even recent. Let's share that with our listeners. Yes, Donna, that happened at the beginning of this year. I was at my home, and I was praying upstairs, and I had some free time, so I'm just hanging out praying with the Lord. And while I was in prayer, I went into a vision, and suddenly I began to go up, 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 and the next thing I knew, I wasn't in my house anymore. I had been transported into the heavenly realm, and I just kept going higher and higher until I arrived in heaven itself. What an awesome place, and I was <laughs> greeted there by a tour guide. I don't know what a uh, what better description to give. There are actual tour guides in heaven, just like you could take a tour of London or New York City. Uh, these cities are so big on the earth, you have to have a little help getting around the first time. But I was greeted by a heavenly tour guide, and he began to show me different areas of heaven, and he introduced me it to a person that I was astounded to meet. I was actually introduced to one of the 24 elders. Amazing, amazing. Then what happened? Well, I've always read about the 24 elders in the book of Revelation, but to meet one, I was like, wow, this is this is really new. And so uh, this man. Uh, he, he appeared to be a man, I'll say it like that, of ancient age. With a, He even had the look with a long beard, and uh, he had a look of great age, but at the same time, so much vigor and strength uh, that was in him uh, with the anointing and the glory of the Lord on him. And he had a scepter in his right hand that was about six feet long, and it had a ruby, a very beautiful ruby on the top of the golden scepter. And he looked at me and said, you have not been sleeping well. And he put that scepter with the tip, with the ruby, right into my chest. And I just felt engulfed with the peace of God. He said, you're going to sleep a lot better. You know, it's no fun, Donna, to lay your head down on the bed at 1030 at night. No. And the next thing you know, <laughs> at 1230, you're still trying to go to sleep. No. And you're thinking, oh, I'm going to be wiped out in the morning. But after that encounter, I just I can fall asleep now at any time, whether it's uh, late at night or if I'm tired in the day, maybe need a 10-minute nap. I can just fall asleep anywhere, anytime. My whole body clock was reset, 
everything works the way that it should. And so in that experience, I was healed of a sleep disorder. And on top of that, as that elder had that scepter inserted into my chest area with that ruby, he was smiling at me. And I knew he was up to something that was more than just a natural <laughs> physical healing. And I came out of that experience thinking, I got something else from the Lord, but I can't quite put my finger on what it was. And the very next day, I received a phone call from a prophet in Singapore. He just wanted to see how I was doing. And I told him about my vision. And this man is one of the foremost teachers in the body of Christ on the subject of biblical wisdom. He said, oh, he said, Pastor Stephen, you have received wisdom from God. That's what the ruby represents. And he said, you're going to begin to walk in a new level of wisdom. And ever since that day, Donna, it's like something has happened in my life where I just begin to make right decision over and over with a constant abiding peace. You know, there's nothing that disrupts peace more than making bad decisions. But to make right decisions and to walk continually in the peace of God brings so much joy and comfort into our lives. Right. And, you know, as you were talking about that, I, I believe in this uh, this encounter, you were given an impartation of wisdom, you know, that will work in your ministry and with the things that you are called to do. But now also in the Bible, you know this as a pastor, you know, the, the word instructs us just as believers, too, yes. that if we lack wisdom to ask for it. So what do you have to say to those that might be listening? Well, wisdom is the principal thing in life, and it's wisdom that brings good success. And so if we are having defeat or failure in any area of our life, we need to supplement that area with wisdom because wisdom will bring the cure. And so it was out of that experience that I began to just have a greater dimension of God's peace in my life by making good choices over and over again. And we see that even Solomon he had a, a dream in which the Lord came to him in a dream and gave him incredible wisdom. Somebody might say it was just a dream, but he woke up a different guy. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So there are impartations, as you mentioned. These are impartations from the Lord where we receive precious things from the Lord himself through his people. Well, you know, I've read several of your books and studied several of your messages. And when um, I had the uh, honor to to produce this program that's coming up on It's Supernatural, and uh, that's what we're doing the, uh, the Messianic Vision show on today as well, Manifesting the Blessings of God. And I just, you know, when I first saw the title of it, Manifesting the Blessings of God. I want to know how to make that work in my life. And, you know, I read this, I studied this, and I was so excited about this teaching. So I'm, I'm thinking that uh, it might have something to do with, um, well, the fact that you're a gifted teacher, but also the fact that you may have a new impartation of wisdom operating in your life. Praise the Lord. <laughs> you know what I believe, Donna? I believe that we long for manifestations of the blessings, and at the same time, concerning the unbelievers, they really need to see manifestations. In other words, they must have something that we can show to them that are valid proofs of yes. the blessings of God. Yes. And so for the unbelievers particularly, they're not spiritual. They cannot understand or grasp spiritual things, so they have to see it. And so by manifesting these blessings, we are bringing them forth. They are tangible, literal witnesses of the Lord, of the goodness of God. And so I believe as a person begins to understand how to manifest the blessings of God, their days of window shopping are over <laughs> because all of these promises are accessed by faith. You can manifest them through an active, vibrant 
faith. You know, I'm glad you said that because um, a part of my notes when I was uh, when I was um, studying this, you talk about a revelation of faith. Now, faith is a word that is used over and over and over again. People use it. Oh, just have faith. You know, faith, faith, faith. But you talk about a revelation of faith. Explain what that is. Well, revelation basically means you're pulling back the curtain and you're seeing something for the first time. You might think, oh, this is new. Well, the fact is, it's actually been there the whole time, but we just couldn't see it before. So that's what a revelation is. It's a new understanding of the truths of God's Word, which are eternal. They, they will work in any generation or any time frame. So a revelation is that faith is powerful. Hallelujah, that I can take the faith that God has given me and I can build it up and I can exercise it and I can use it to access not just some or just a few, but every single blessing that God has promised me in his word. Well, I certainly like the sound of that. You know, you had your own journey to faith. I know, you know, the way that most people think about faith, you know, we must come to God in faith. That's how we get saved. That's yes. how we learn, you know, about him. We, we come to him in faith. Tell me a little bit about your journey in faith and learning to walk in faith. I think the most important thing I learned, Donna, is that faith is ongoing. So I use my faith for salvation. And those in the church who were born again and saved, they had used their faith for salvation. But after we were saved, we didn't know what to do with our faith. So not knowing what to do with it, we did nothing with it. We thought all it was for was salvation. So what do you do after you're born again? Yeah. You, you, you've already used it. You're saved. You got, how can I say you got your ticket punched for heaven? But it wasn't till later in life that I used, that I realized, no, there's more. You can use your faith for the baptism in the Holy Spirit. You can use your faith for divine healing. You can use faith for your financial needs to be met. But all of that was veiled to me. So I was sitting in a place of spiritual darkness, really also in a place of frustration, knowing that God had more for my life, knowing that God had a good path for my life, but not knowing how to tap into it. Just thinking that, you know, some people are lucky. Some people may have like been born under a lucky star or something like that. Perhaps I wasn't. So I'm just destined to suffer in life and to just to grind it out. But at least one day I'll die and go to heaven. <laughs> but but yes. I realized, oh my goodness, I don't I, I I don't have to live like that. God has provided for me with everything that I need, but I have to use my faith to take it. Let me ask you this question. I know uh, when when you first got saved, you said, okay, here I am. I've used my faith. I'm saved. I'm born again. You know, thank the Lord. I'm on my way to heaven. But it was in college when you started to get this this new understanding that faith could be more than just to to come to God. Yes, and if anybody is hunger for God, see, hunger is a catalyst. It will begin to open up other dimensions for you. And so I just had hunger. I just like, God, there's got to be more. I'm saved. I love you. But I just, I still feel something unsatisfied on the inside. And so uh, the Lord led me to a small charismatic church and that was something I had always been warned of. Stay away from anybody that has anything to do with tongues. <laughs> oh, <no. laughs> tongues is of the devil. And you'll get you'll get a demon if you have anything to do with that. So now, now you were in your early twenties here, right? That Attending is correct. college, started this church. So right. you were a very young man. Okay. So I was actually walking to the campus and went into a bookstore. I didn't know the bookstore was like a bookstore slash charismatic church. And so being a lover of books and always, you know, you know, going into bookstores, I went in there and uh, happened to meet the pastor. He invited me to a service 
and I went and I liked it. I was like, what is this? And I sensed like a power, something different that I had never sensed before. And the more I went, the more exposure I had. And I'm also hearing the word that's building faith. And after a period of time, I heard enough to convince me this is real. And so he laid hands on me in a service one day. It was a very small uh, event, laid hands on me, prayed for me, and I immediately began to speak with other tongues. Now, I did that by faith. I didn't feel like, you know, like an angel come hit me over the head. I didn't see feathers of, of angels come floating down. I just by faith knew that he laid hands on me, that God was touching me. And by faith, I began to speak and out came this supernatural language. Oh, wonderful, wonderful. I heard you say something a, a couple of minutes ago about uh, our, our faith progressing as we go along. You know, that was interesting to me because, you know, um, it, if someone's not a minister, if they haven't been just immersed in this type of teaching or whatever, you know, they may think, I, I don't have enough faith. I have little faith. And I know the word speaks of a little faith and great faith and whatever, uh, different kinds of faith. Yes. And you say that our faith is progressive. So for that person that's listening today and they're like, you know, I, I don't know if I have enough faith. I don't know where to start and, you know, what to do. Uh, speak to that person. Well, if you think of a person like Arnold Schwarzenegger, who, who has all these muscles, you know, he built himself up. I've got just as many muscles as him, but mine are not developed like he has developed his. And now you don't need to laugh over there, but I'm it is sorry. true. I'm a, I'm a lot thinner than he is. But, you know, the thing is, is that you can develop your faith. That's what's awesome about it. Your faith may be in a state where it's weak, and you may even be able to personally look at yourself from a spiritual perspective and say, you know what, I'm not very strong in faith. But what What's good is that you can actually change it. You can do something about it. You can become a powerhouse in the spirit. You can build up your faith and what you formerly could not take a hold of before. Your faith can get so strong, you can grab it and you can say, it's mine. Because the word of God is strength. And the more of the word you ingest, the more of the word that, uh, that you hear, greater and greater your faith becomes. And eventually you will have that tremendous spiritual strength. I heard you just say, uh, you can say, my faith isn't very strong. So it's okay for us to admit that, but then do something about that's, it? That's the beginning point. We have to be honest. If, if you are trying to lift weights and you walk into the gym and you see some guy lifting 500 pounds, honestly within yourself, you say, I can't do that. I'm not even going to try to do that. But if you properly ascertain your spiritual status and say, Lord, this is where I'm at, but I want to go higher with you. Then you can begin to build it up, mm -hmm. build it up. Mm -hmm. And you can reach that point where you can do great exploits in the Lord and things that you once thought were uh, almost beyond imagination. You can actually step into it and even do it. So for those listening today, if they think maybe, you know, maybe like me sometimes, you know, I don't know if my faith is strong enough. I don't know if it's great enough. The place to begin is right now. Yes. Well, what about the Apostle Thomas who doubted the Lord? I mean, publicly doubted the Lord and basically said, unless I can see verifiable evidence of touching and seeing, I'm just absolutely not going to believe. So the thing is, we can be in a place with weak faith or lack of faith. But you know what? I have been to the gravesite of the Apostle Thomas and there where he's buried, there are plaques that denote all of the blind people that were healed through his miracle ministry, all of the left 
lepers that were cleansed through his miracle ministry yes. there in South India. And so this was a man that turned from a place of weak faith and unbelief and questioning the validity and the, the, the integrity of God's word to going to a place where he's operating in full-blown miracle power. That is that is very exciting. I, I, I read in your book where you were um, making an analogy. Faith to miracles sometimes works sort of like a magnet, like a magnet. Tell me about that. Oh, you can't see it, can you? That's what's amazing. You know, Japan has developed the maglev train, and it basically means magnetic levitation. And what's amazing about it is this train has no wheels, has no bearings, has no moving parts, so there's no friction. So it's sitting above these uh, things that look like rails, and you think, well, what's holding it up? There's nothing holding it up that you can see with your eyes, yet it weighs thousands and thousands of pounds, the train does, but it's riding on an invisible current that you cannot see with your eye. So that's what faith is. Faith begins to pull. When you use your faith, you're pulling on something. It is an invisible force you cannot see with your literal, literal physical eye, but it is very, very real, and it is also very, very tangible. You know, I can picture uh, when, as kids, my brothers and I used to play with magnets, yes. you know, and if you turn to one side, they would like uh, pull away from each other. Yes. But if you turned it to the, the other side, it would just like uh, immediately they would, they would uh, come together uh, right. fast. I mean, just come together as if one were attracting the other. Yes, and they, they have developed rare earth magnets that are so powerful that you can't even pull them apart with thousands and thousands of pounds of pressure. So the thing is, when you're in faith and you're believing and you are trusting God's word, you are pulling that blessing towards you. You can't see it. That's why we have to walk by faith. But you are pulling it towards you, and it is that word of the Lord that upholds you, whether it's the written word or whether it's a rhema word where the Holy Spirit would speak a word to you and you take a hold of it, that word will sustain you. So is it okay if I would say, Lord, I'm believing that this is going to be manifested in my life, this blessing. I'm believing for this miracle. Uh, I'm working on my faith. I'm believing in you. You know, my faith is out there and I'm picturing in my mind a miracle. And you're telling me that the more I put my faith out there, that the more I... Um, work on this, my faith becomes like a magnet for the things that I need, the blessings of God that I need. Yes, and here's the catch, Donna. It's the revelation of faith. What kind of faith? Specific faith. You are believing for a specific miracle, yes. not just a generic miracle. Yes. You need a specific healing, but whether it's a back healing, whether it's a tumor healing, you need a financial miracle, but whether it's a miracle uh, to pay a, a house mortgage or whatever it might be. So it's specific faith for a specific miracle that you're pulling towards yourself. It cannot be generalized. God does not work with the generalizations. You have to focus your, your faith upon that specific item. So if you need healing for your eyes, you grab every scripture in the Bible you can, not just about healing, but about eyes. All of the miracles of the blind people healed in the Bible. So you focus on the miracles dealing with eyes. It will build faith for healing in your eyes. You find your specific promises in the word pertaining to your need. You take it and it starts pulling like that powerful magnet.
You know what? We're going to take a break, but when we come back, I would love for you to speak to those that are listening about specific miracles and the building of their faith uh, in relation to what you were just talking about when we come back after this break. You're listening to Messianic Vision, and our guest today is Pastor Stephen Brooks. Now, Stephen's brand new book, an exclusive four-CD teaching series, is Manifesting the Blessings of God. Now, these CDs are powerful. Let me just tell you the titles of the four CDs that Pastor Stephen has included, Manifesting Ongoing Miracles, Manifesting Wealth, Manifesting Your Healing, and Manifesting Divine Encounters. Wow, that is so, so exciting. Pastor Stephen has discovered a powerful tool for manifesting the blessings of God, and I think it might just come as a little bit of a surprise to you, so I want you to stay with us. We'll be right back. Are you praying for miracles, your healing, or your breakthrough? Are you still waiting for God to answer your prayers? Are you ready to watch invisible promises of God to become visible blessings in your life? What is the key for you to receive answers from heaven? Stephen Brooks wants to help you understand how to truly walk in the supernatural of God and experience every promise and blessing God desires for you to manifest in your everyday life. God wants His great blessings to manifest in your life everything from favor, goodness, mercy, forgiveness, eternal life, and grace poured out abundantly in your finances, in your health, in your body, success in every facet of your life. Call now and get Stephen Brooks' anointed brand new book and four-part audio CD teaching, Manifesting the Blessings of God, plus this Manifesting Your Healing Scripture card, exclusive to our rich Supernatural TV audience. Yours for a donation of $39. Shipping and handling is included. Ask for offer number 9483. Stephen's biblically-based book, Manifesting the Blessings of God, is filled with practical gems Stephen has gleaned from his personal experiences and revelation direct from heavenly encounters with God. Through his book, you will learn how to transform your mind so you can think from God's realm of unlimited supply. Build your faith through a supernatural prayer language. Enjoy God's blessings while living in the place of unparalleled peace. Ask and receive the desires of your heart. Activate the process of manifesting the blessings of God. Pastor Stephen Brooks also teaches you six sharp angelic arrows to activate the end times wealth transfer into your life. Five practical and proven principles that will produce mega miracle manifestations in your life. Through his four-part audio CD teaching, Manifesting the Blessings of God, Stephen Brooks will teach you how to access every promise and provision that heaven has made available for you. The revelation within this series is key to learning how to live victoriously in the kingdom of God. The series contains the flowing life-changing messages, manifesting ongoing miracles, manifesting wealth from heaven, manifesting your healing, manifesting divine encounters. Plus, you will receive this Manifesting Your Healing Scripture card, which includes scriptures to help you obtain healing for multiple ailments in your body, your eyes, ears, back, arms, feet, lungs, blood, colds, flu, fever, immune system, mental illness, skin problems, sleep disorders, extended life, and so much more. Let every man be a liar, but God's Word is true, and it's ready to manifest in your life in reference to your children, in reference to your spouse, in reference to your finances, in reference to the pain you're going through. And this man over here is not teaching by theory. He's teaching by 
provoke me to jealousy revelation. Don't miss out on getting Stephen Brooks' anointed brand new book and four-part audio CD teaching, Manifesting the Blessings of God, plus this Manifesting Your Healing Scripture card, exclusive to our It's Supernatural TV audience. Yours for a donation of $39. Shipping and handling is included. Ask for offer number 9483. Call or you can send your check to Sid Roth. It's Supernatural. P.O. Box 39222, Charlotte, North Carolina, 28278. Please specify offer number 9483 or log on to SidRoth.org. Call or write today. Well, welcome back to Messianic Vision. Um, I'm Donna Chavis, and as I said earlier, my special guest today is Pastor Stephen Brooks, and we have been talking about some very powerful principles that will help you activate and manifest God's blessings in your life. You know, when we went to break, um, Pastor Stephen was talking about the, being specific with our faith and, and some of the things that people are believing for and what they need and things that people are struggling with or that they may need a manifestation today. And I just really felt God's power here. And um, I, I've asked Pastor Stephen if he would just speak to you and pray for you at this time. Praise the Lord. Father, we just thank you for those that are listening that are in desperate need of a miracle breakthrough. Father, we ask that you send your angels to bring immediate relief from their troubled situation. Let the angels go now in the name of Jesus. Now, Father, begin to give them your wisdom and walk them out of every tight spot and bring them into a place of refreshing joy and happiness. We thank you, Father. Bring them into a place of faith. We give you praise where nothing shakes them, where they are on your stable, solid ground. In the name of Jesus. Amen. 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 Thank you, Pastor Stephen. You know, I, I, in, in studying this message, I have learned so many new things, and you have discovered something that was a very powerful tool about helping us to learn to activate and manifest the blessings of God in our life. And uh, never heard it before. And uh, I venture to say some of our listeners may have never heard this principle before. Tell us about the Nighthawk. Well, it's fascinating when you look at the ministry of Jesus as revealed in Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, and you think, oh, I, I just wish I knew more, though, about his personal devotional life. So what you have to do is you have to go back into the Old Testament, and you have to look at the Messianic prophecies, many of them which even revealed the secret personal prayer life of Jesus. I got so excited when I began to find these things, and then I realized that's why he was so anointed, uh, because he is the Son of God. He is God in the flesh, but it's the Holy Spirit coming upon him, and it's his form of of prayer and devotion that just created a tremendous atmosphere of miracles in his life. And when I found out that the Lord did a lot of his praying in secrecy at night, in the dark, I said, I want to tap into that. And when I did, I began to discover a new anointing that in some ways perplexed me because I couldn't quite put my finger on identifying the type of anointing it was. But the more I tasted it, the more I enjoyed it, I said, this must become a part of my life. Now, there's uh, characteristics um, of this, uh, the Nighthawk. There's characteristics that you say directly correlate with us tapping into this. What are some of the characteristics? Well, the Nighthawk being mentioned in the book of Deuteronomy is sandwiched between two other birds. He's got the owl and on his left. The owl has always represented wisdom. 
And then on the right, you have the cuckoo mentioned after the <laughs> night hawk. And that's always been slang for generations and generations of a person that's just, that's a little bit bizarre what you're doing. Well, the thing is, in order to fly as the night hawk, you have that wisdom. You see this tremendous potential. Yet at the same time, because it takes place at night in the dark, there's an element of it like this is a little bit uh, out of the box. So there's a little bit of the cuckoo element in the sense that you're not going to find everybody doing this. That's okay. The thing is, in Isaiah chapter 50, verse 4, it talks about how the Lord's ears were opened and how he was taught morning by morning and he was instructed. So if the Lord had to be instructed, then we also need to receive divine instruction. In Psalm uh, 40, verse 6, it actually says that the Lord's ears were excavated and I thought, when was this taking place? It was all taking place at night. And when it says that his ears were dug out, that in the Hebrew literally means his ears were excavated. It's the same word that's used to dig a well. It's the removal of dirt and soil and what we would call carnal material so that you can hear very, very clearly from God. All of this is taking place in darkness and secrecy. Now, the Pharisees were reprimanded because they were doing it for show. They would stand out on the street corners and they would pray to the top of their lungs so that everybody could hear, that everybody could see them. But you're telling us that, that this is something special here because one of the things is um, nobody, nobody sees you doing it. Nobody hears you uh, praying and spending this time with the Lord. Why does that make that so special? There's a couple of things that combine to bring this together to a spiritual, dynamic power, just a power point. The thing is, is that Mark 1.35 says that Jesus got up very early in the morning before the sun ever came up. Long before the sun came up, I don't know how long that was, but it probably wasn't 20 minutes. It was probably <laughs> hours before the sun came up, and he went out and prayed. And he spent much time in prayer. Just right after that verse, it says his disciples came looking for him and they said something amazing. They said, Lord, everyone is looking for you. This is what the Holy Spirit told me. Anybody that will emulate Mark 135 and get up early while it's still dark outside, long time before the sun comes up and spend time with God, everybody will come looking for you in your respected career field. There will be a new anointing upon you. New answers come yes. forth out of you. You step into your area of work equipped with an anointing. You rise to the top of your field and everybody says, that person has something special. They have something that we need. You've got to go talk to that person. They don't know that you got up while it was still dark and you spent time with the Lord, meditating on the word, accessing the wisdom of God, meditating on the promises of God, praying to the Lord, all of this while it was still dark outside. And so while others are sleeping, you are in spiritual night school. Spiritual night school. You know, when you were a kid, maybe even now, Stephen, I don't know about you, but you know, it, isn't it always fun to have a secret that, that's a good secret and you <laughs> almost can't wait to tell people about it? When I saw the phrase divine secrecy, when you were talking about divine secrecy, you know, you're, you're, you're doing this uh, 
covertly. Yes. Nobody knows you're doing it. Yes. You're stealing away this time to spend with the Lord that is this this special time that you've talked about that can be so, so powerful. Right. And the anointing flows right. in a different way during right. this time. But you, you said it's an operation that is cloaked in divine secrecy. It's something that you know you're doing and God knows you're doing. Yes. There's something exciting about that to me. Oh, it all comes together in a beautiful result that brings so much joy into your life. You wish you could tell everybody, come into this. This is absolutely (laughs) incredible. You know, uh, just a few weeks ago, we were in England, and we dropped by to visit Oxford University while we we were there. Here in the States, we have other prestigious universities. You think of uh, such universities as Harvard and Yale. The thing is, for example, with Harvard, every year you have 39,000 students trying to get into that university. They're only going to accept 2,000. So the acceptance rate is less than 6%. And you think, why are these universities, certain certain ones, why are they so amazing, so prestigious? Why have some of them been in existence for over 800 years? What is it about them that everybody wants to get into these special universities? The thing is, is that if you get into them, you will receive something unique that many of the other universities, they cannot quite replicate. It's the teaching. Those universities have the world's greatest professors. They are the most skilled, the most knowledgeable in their positions. That's why you want to go there. It's not just so you can say, hey, I graduated from this type of, it's not just name recognition. That's a Mm -hmm. part of it. Those things can open doors, but it's the quality of the teaching. When you go to the night school of the spirit, when you get up when it's still dark outside and spend time with the Lord, here's what's unique. You get one-on-one teaching with the greatest instructor in the universe. He talks to you one-on-one about all facets of your life, about your marriage, your family, your ministry, your work, your career, your children. He covers all the bases, and he gives you a personal instruction that, that is the highest level of training and teaching that you could receive anywhere. Let's get practical for a moment. Tell me what is your pattern when you are when you're engaging in this? You're going to have to probably make some adjustments. The the biggest adjustment oh, to no. make now it's not hard. <laughs> it's not hard. The biggest adjustment people have to make to step into the night school of the spirit is you have to go to bed at a time where you get some sleep so that your body can respond. I mean if you're if you stay up to one o'clock or two o'clock, it's really hard to get up at five or six. And if you want to get up when it's still dark outside, you have to think, okay, I've got to go to bed a little bit earlier so that my body can have the normal sleep so I can get up and spend some time with the Lord in the middle of the night without falling asleep. Mm-hmm. You know, any anybody that wants to go to a higher level of education, you can't fall asleep in the classroom. The teacher's not going to like that. Not only that, you're not, you're not going to learn anything. And so when it comes time for a test or an examination, you're not going to be able to pass. You haven't learned the material. So it's the same thing. The master teacher will come and teach you, but he needs you to be awake. He <laughs> needs us to be alert, not not yes. uh, falling off in sleep. So we have to tweak our, our schedules so that we have the needed sleep so that we can get up and be refreshed and pay full attention. Now, I know you like to get up in the middle of the night and you spend about two hours and have a cup of coffee in the middle yes. so that you're nice and energetic. <laughs> now, you know, at the beginning of this program, Pastor Stephen, I said, okay, let's just be honest. So let's just be honest. Absolutely. Not everybody can do that or uh can acclimate themselves to do that. So I I don't think you're saying when you and I talked before that it's a specific time, but it's that 
it's that time in the night. Well, you know, some people, they work a night shift, so that's that's definitely not going to work for them. But nevertheless, you still have a period when you go home and you sleep and get your rest. So you can incorporate that then. Everybody has a time where they have a little energy and they can make that sacrifice. And that's why it's so difficult. It's the sacrifice because this teaching is taking place in the dark. Mm -hmm. It's the only mm -hmm. higher education class out of all the universities in the world where the teaching actually takes place at night. That's why you have the Nighthawk right next to the cuckoo. <laughs> so it's because it's unusual. It's, it's out of the box. It's different. So the thing is, everybody can step into it, but you have to find your own, your own parameters. Everybody's biological body clock is different. Some people, they maybe they're six o'clock in the morning person. For me, I'll get up in the middle of the night when it's as quiet as possible. Sometimes 2.30, sometimes 3, usually right around 2.30. But I know at that time, hardly anything is moving. So yes. it's going to be super, super still and quiet. But all you have to do is find out what works best for you, whether it's 30 minutes or whether you can even squeeze a golden hour into your time. You'd be amazed at what the Lord will talk to you about. And this is why it's different. I couldn't quite understand what was taking place in these night sessions. Then I realized what it was. It's the teaching anointing. And it says in Isaiah 50, verse 4, a messianic prophecy about Jesus. It's Jesus speaking first person in that verse said, I was instructed. I was instructed. Mm -hmm. So the Lord comes and teaches yes. you one-on-one. -on -one. Yes. Oh, it's just worth the tuition. You've got to pay the tuition and get into these classes. Anybody can do it. Okay. For those of you listening, um, I, I don't think that 3 o'clock in the morning works for me, so you may be the same. That is very, very good news, what Pastor Stephen was just saying. But it's that it's that putting forth the effort and making that sacrifice to do what works best for you to acquire that intimate time of instruction with the Lord, uh, possibly midnight after, you know, it's Absolutely. well into the night a little ways or well before daylight. I know some people are very early morning people. Uh, not me. I think I would have to try the midnight one. But the point is that That's I scriptural. hear you. Yes. Oh, yes. Well, Psalm 119, David said, at midnight, I will arise and praise you. For the last 1,500 years, the Benedictine monks, every night for 1,500 years, they get up at midnight and dedicate one hour of prayer and worship to the Lord. This has been going on for centuries and centuries. You can trace it all the way through church history, all the way back to the desert fathers that lived out in the Judean wilderness, all the way back to the biblical saints. Many of them got up at midnight and prayed and sought the Lord. That's good news for me because I think I could do midnight. I'm going to try it. I'm going to take your advice and I'm going to try and see what works for me because studying this message and I see the benefits of uh, going in that divine secrecy and learning and being instructed from the Lord. I would love to do that and have that in my life. And Donna, for our listeners, they can experiment. You find what works best for you. Uh, 2.30 might not work best. 3 might not work best. That You might think, oh, this is awful. This is killing me. <laughs> so you just go back to sleep. But find, just find what works for you. Find your place and then try to meet the Lord there on a consistent basis. Remember, Jesus said, I was awakened morning by morning. Mm -hmm. That denotes consistency. Morning by morning. You're in those classes. If you skip class, you can't learn the material. That is wonderful, wonderful news 
for me. Something that has worked for you over the years that you uh, teach other people is the uh, is the act of visualizing, but not just visualizing yourself doing the things uh, in the future that you're believing God for, but visualizing and praying in the Spirit at the same time. How do those two work together? Tell oh, us your experience. What a tremendous combination <laughs> releasing destiny. If you want to move into your destiny, what you can do is begin to pray in the Spirit. I'm talking about speaking in tongues. You're just praying and speaking in tongues and visualizing the the things that God brings to your imagination, the things that you want to do. See yourself doing that as you pray in the Spirit, and you'll be amazed how you can actually end up stepping into it and doing it in real life. It may take a few months. It took me a couple of years to do this before I stepped in some things that seemed just like a distant dream. But now they're reality in my life, and I do them now on a regular basis because I prayed and visualized in the Spirit while speaking in tongues, seeing myself do it, and God brought it into reality. Now, you actually went to a place and designated a time and walked around and saw this in in your, your mind. You're visualizing this coming to pass in your life while you were praying in the Spirit. I had an example, Donna, where the Lord just put in my heart that one day I would go to the nations and minister all over the world. I thought, oh, how could that ever happen to me? I mean, uh, okay, I'll step out and get a passport. So I've got a passport, nowhere to go, and not only that, no open doors, no possibilities. But I said, oh, God, but it's in my heart. And so every Sunday evening, a burden from the Lord would come upon me. Sometimes it would be so strong, I would have to run to that ballpark and just uh, find my little spot. The, the park would be empty. I'd walk on the bleachers back and forth, praying in the Spirit, seeing myself in my mind's eye, in my imagination, traveling the world, ministering the gospel. And the more I did that, the more I thought, this is going to happen. God's actually going to do it. One time I was sitting Sunday evening in a restaurant with my wife after the church service, and uh, my wife and some other church members were sitting there, and such a burden came on to me, over me and said, you're supposed to be at the ballpark praying. You need to be praying. It's unlocking your destiny. I, I actually had to get up with the food. They had just brought the food out. It was hot. I couldn't even touch the food. I said, I've got to get to that ballpark now and pray. But because of that, we are literally running back and forth by airplane to the nations ministering the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ. Well, you know something I'm going to do? I'm going to give those that are listening a little assignment, and this is something that I'm going to do myself. For every blessing in my life that I'm believing to see manifested, for every miracle that my faith is out there believing for, I am going to start visualizing and praying in the Spirit at the same time to see this manifestation come forth. And I would just encourage everyone out there listening to do so. Well, I'm talking with Pastor Stephen Brooks today. Sid and I want to encourage you to get Stephen's brand new book and this exclusive four CD teaching series, Manifesting the Blessings of God. Now, these CD teachings are very powerful. You can listen to them at home. You can listen to them on your computer. You can listen to them in your car. And they include, listen to this, Manifesting Ongoing Miracles, Manifesting Wealth, Manifesting Your Healing, and Manifesting Divine Encounters. Well, let me ask you a question. Have you ever prayed, believed, prayed some more, believed some more, and you still did not have the blessing or the miracle that you needed. Well, Pastor Stephen says, maybe it's time for a divine wrestling match with God. We'll be right back. 
Are you praying for miracles, your healing, or your breakthrough? Are you still waiting for God to answer your prayers? Are you ready to watch invisible promises of God to become visible blessings in your life? What is the key for you to receive answers from heaven? Stephen Brooks wants to help you understand how to truly walk in the supernatural of God and experience every promise and blessing God desires for you to manifest in your everyday life. God wants His great blessings to manifest in your life. Everything from favor, goodness, mercy, forgiveness, eternal life, and grace poured out abundantly in your finances, in your health, in your body. Success in every facet of your life. Call now and get Stephen Brooks' anointed brand new book and four-part audio CD teaching, Manifesting the Blessings of God, plus this Manifesting Your Healing Scripture card, exclusive to our rich Supernatural TV audience. Yours for a donation of $39. Shipping and handling is included. Ask for offer number 9483. Stephen's biblically-based book, Manifesting the Blessings of God, is filled with practical gems Stephen has gleaned from his personal experiences and revelation direct from heavenly encounters with God. Through his book, you will learn how to transform your mind so you can think from God's realm of unlimited supply. Build your faith through a supernatural prayer language. Enjoy God's blessings while living in the place of unparalleled peace. Ask and receive the desires of your heart. Activate the process of manifesting the blessings of God. Pastor Stephen Brooks also teaches you six sharp angelic arrows to activate the end times wealth transfer into your life. Five practical and proven principles that will produce mega miracle manifestations in your life. Through his four-part audio CD teaching, Manifesting the Blessings of God, Stephen Brooks will teach you how to access every promise and provision that heaven has made available for you. The revelation within this series is key to learning how to live victoriously in the kingdom of God. The series contains the flowing life-changing messages, manifesting ongoing miracles, manifesting wealth from heaven, manifesting your healing, manifesting divine encounters. Plus, you will receive this Manifesting Your Healing Scripture card, which includes scriptures to help you obtain healing for multiple ailments in your body, your eyes, ears, back, arms, feet, lungs, blood, colds, flu, fever, immune system, mental illness, skin problems, sleep disorders, extended life, and so much more. Let every man be a liar, but God's Word is true, and it's ready to manifest in your life in reference to your children, in reference to your spouse, in reference to your finances, in reference to the pain you're going through. And this man over here is not teaching by theory. He's teaching by provoke me to jealousy revelation. Don't miss out on getting Stephen Brooks' anointed brand new book and four-part audio CD teaching, Manifesting the Blessings of God, plus this Manifesting Your Healing Scripture card, exclusive to our rich Supernatural TV audience. Yours for a donation of $39. Shipping and handling is included. Ask for offer number 9483. Call or you can send your check to Sid Roth. It's Supernatural. P.O. Box 39222, Charlotte, North Carolina, 28278. Please specify offer number 9483 or log on to sidroth.org. Call or write today. Well, we're back. This is Messianic Vision, and my guest is Pastor Stephen Brooks. We talked about, just before going to break, about sometimes when you have prayed, you've believed, and you've done everything that you know to do, and maybe it's time to have a divine wrestling match with God. What does that mean, Pastor Stephen? Oh, my goodness. When all else fails, you have to understand that God is a good God. And if you just give him your very best, that's all he wants to see. You make your best effort. 
you'll be shocked at what God will do and respond and do a miracle breakthrough for you. You know, we don't have to be perfect, thank goodness, because none of us are except for Jesus. When you look in the Bible and you see Jacob, and even Jacob realized his character flaws. His name can even be translated in some ways as deceiver, trickster. A loose paraphrase translation could even mean con man, where he intentionally at times knew he was swindling somebody, even his own brother. But yet he got to a point, he said, he said, Lord, I can't live with this anymore. There has got to be a change in my life. And when you get desperate, that's when the Lord will show up and he'll meet you on the wrestling mat. You know what I learned, Donna, is that anything that we tolerate in our lives will never leave our lives. If, but if we put our foot down and say, no, this must change and it's going to change tonight. Oh, I tell you, the Lord will show up. He'll say, hey, let's get on the mat and do a little wrestling. And this is the time to engage the Lord in prayer. He wants you to have it. But I think there needs to be in our heart a zeal to possess the blessings of God. And with Jacob, he said, look, if I got to wrestle all night, and wrestling, of course, is symbolism of prayer, then I'm going to step into this ring, and I'm going to wrestle this angelic being. I'm going to wrestle the Lord, and I'm going to do the very best I can. And you know what? It looked like Jacob was going to prevail, but he was touched on the hip by the angel, and he suffered an injury. But the thing is, he still won it fair and square. He's wrestling, but he didn't take any steroids. He didn't have any cheating mechanisms. He won it fair and square in prayer. And if a person will just say, Lord, you're going to have to do a miracle for me. I have put myself out here in faith. I, I am standing on the validity of your word. Now, you're going to have to come through for me on this one because I am not letting you off the hook on this one. We're going to pray until the witness of peace in my spirit that the answer is accomplished comes into my heart. So it's okay to wrestle. It's okay to remind God of the things that he has said. It's okay to remind him of those promises. It's okay to believe for that manifestation to the point where you go, I'm not letting go. That's correct. We're holding on to the Lord. And when I say holding on to the Lord, we're holding on to his word. Lord, your word must come to pass. It must be true. Oh God, people need to see your word manifested. So God, you're going to have to come through for me. And you pray and you pray. You know, Jesus prayed so hard. He swore like great drops of blood. But there have been times I prayed where I, after the prayer time, I was soaked in sweat. I just pushed. I emptied myself. But now, see, we'll do that in sports. But in prayer, we say, oh, no, we have to be dignified. We have to be <laughs> reserved. But in so many other things, we give such great exertions and great efforts. But if we'll just turn it in prayer and say, God, I'm going to give you my utmost attention tonight, I must hear from you now concerning this. And you stay on the wrestling mat with him, you can get a miracle. You know what? You told me a story that uh, it, it just was amazing to me. It was such a beautiful story that just describes this perfectly. You were in a bit of a jam. You were in a predicament. God knew where you were. Uh, and there, there was a, a couple involved that you had been ministering to. And tell me, tell me how that all came together. Well, I had written my first book. I felt like, hey, this is great. I'm now an accomplished Christian author. I made it. I'm just starting off, but I made it. I'm in the ranks now, praise God. But the payment came around, the first payment for my first batch of books, and it was $5,000. And I thought, well, Lord, by the time the bill is due, I'll have the $5,000. But when the bill showed up, I still didn't have it. All of my other needs were met, but I never had an extra $5,000 pop into my life. And I reached the point where the bill was going to be due the next day. 
And I said, Lord, I said, you have to help me out today. Maybe you're going to do a last-minute miracle. Maybe the, maybe the blessing will come in at the ministry P.O. box or something mm-hmm. like that. But the whole day went by, and nothing happened. You know, earlier that morning, I had went and taught a Bible study to a very nice Christian couple. The wife was struggling with cancer and had really began to ravage her body. I would go up from time to time and teach a short message to build up her faith. And eventually, she popped out on the other side with a healing in her body. But during those times, I would just teach her from time to time. And that morning I had taught a message and then I thought, well, the, I've got the rest of the day. The money's going to come in sometime today, Sure. but the, you know, the money just never came in. And so the sun goes down, no phone calls, no uh, special letters. The $5,000 is due the next day. But I had prayed. I said, Lord, I said, I have even written in this book, my first book, Working with Angels. I even wrote about how angels help bring finances in. Mm -hmm. I said, how can I write a book on angels and how angels even help us financially and then have the payment laid on that very book in which I talk about this? I said, Lord, this cannot be. You are going to have to come through for me. And so I prayed and I wrestled. I prayed for two hours so hard. So strong that when it was over, I was wiped out. I felt like I had just got out of a gladiator battle or something like that. But when I finished, I knew in my heart, God is going to do some kind of miracle for me. I will have that $5,000 tomorrow morning. You were wrestling. I was wrestling, but I felt like I had prevailed. I had emptied myself and expended myself in prayer. And when I, when I could go no further, I felt like the Lord said, I'm going to make a way for you. I never heard a voice. I never felt an angel touch. I just sensed God's going to do it. I have prevailed in prayer. And late that night, would you believe, the payment's due the next morning, late that night, that couple called me and said, "Uh, Pastor Stephen, would you come up tonight and teach us another Bible message? (laughs) And I thought, it's nine o'clock at night. But I thought, well, you know, at the same time, I thought there's nothing else to do. Might as well go up and teach another message and help me too. And so I I drove to their house. It's 920. I got there. They're sitting on the couch when I walked in and they started laughing. They said, Stephen, we didn't really want you to come up here tonight and teach another Bible message. We wanted to bless you. Today, a delayed retirement check has come in and we just wanted to take a portion of that and give that to you. Over on the mantle of the fireplace is a check for $5,000. Why don't you take it and use it for whatever you want? to use it for. Oh, it felt so good to pay that (laughs) bill the next morning. But I thought, Donna, what would have happened if I had not prayed? What would have happened if I had not met the Lord on the wrestling mat? I think I would have suffered a defeat. And I think our defeats can be wiped away. Our sorrows can be replaced with joy. Our disappointments can be replaced with exalted praise if we will only pray and engage our good Lord and Savior in heartfelt, fervent prayer. Yes. You know, you were you were talking about you, you came to a place where you had a peace about it. You, you had wrestled, you had made your petition, and you felt the peace of God that it was going to work out. Yes, after and, I worked through all my desperation. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and all of my grief. I said, God, if you don't do this, this is going to be terrible. Well, you know what? We're talking about honesty today. We're getting right down where people live, and we're saying, let's be yes. honest. We all are there sometimes. We all are in that desperate situation. And the thing that I heard you say was peace. And I know the scriptures tell us that, that that God doesn't want us to be anxious for anything. When we're waiting on that manifestation, when we're waiting on that miracle, when we're wrestling, God doesn't want us to be anxious, does he? Oh, no. Our bodies are not even designed for stress or anything that would disrupt the peace of God in our lives. We can get sick easily. Our immune systems begin to go down. We must stay at all cost in the peace of God. Anytime fear, 
worry, anxiety begin to come upon us and we feel that pressure, we must stop. We must back off and say, I need to spend some time with the Lord. I want to pray for those right now. You feel burdened with troubles and worries. You've got a negative report from the doctor. It is not good. You have received bills in the mail. You feel overwhelmed financially. You feel like you want to pull your hair out, but God is going to do a miracle for you. Lift your hands right now. Father, I pray for that person listening. Do a breakthrough miracle for them. Show them your goodness. Show them your faithfulness. I release healing anointing into your body now. Receive. Put your hand on your body where you need the miracle. I command the healing anointing to flow now into your body. Receive God's powerful touch. Father, those that are troubled about their children, those that are troubled about their finances, let breakthrough come now. Let your peace come, O God, upon their lives. I want to say to you the word of the Lord today, everything is going to be okay. Trust the Lord. Hold on to the Lord. He's going to pull you through in victory. Just watch and see. Pastor Stephen, I um, became a believer when I was 16 years old, and I have always heard the, the phrase prayer and supplication, with mm. prayer and supplication. Uh, I've never really heard anyone teach on it like you do um, in, this, in this particular message. Talk to us about supplications. Supplication, these requests that we make, it literally means that you are not willing to accept no for an answer. I believe that we must put our foot down on the promises of God and say they're true. The word of God must be validated in our lives and you hold on to it and you pray with that fervency. The bolder you are with your faith, the better results you get. You must pray in faith. One of the primary thrusts for the New Testament believer is the just shall live by faith. It's not a feeling. It's a lifestyle. If you pray, don't pray. Just wondering, I hope this works. No, pray in faith. This is going to work. This is going to happen. This is going to manifest, and I'm praying that way. We are talking about manifesting the blessings of God in your life. And I wrote down a couple of words as I was studying this teaching that you teach. And uh, everyone can, can get this message today. Uh, the words are request, expect, wrestle, and don't take no. If you follow that simple heavenly recipe, you will walk away in victory, shouting the name of Jesus with great joy and praise. I think that's what I'm going to do next. <laughs> that's what I'm going to do. Um, you know, something that a lot of people struggle with are finances. You know, they, they, you have touched on that as we've been doing the program today. You know, they need a miracle in their finances. They need a manifestation in their finances. They're praying. They're believing. And now, you know, as you've taught today, we want them to, to expect, to wrestle, you know, to remind God of his promises, to stand on those promises. Um, tell us about the angelic wealth transfer that you see coming. God is working in the end time church. In the book of Zechariah, chapter 2, verses 8 through 9, it speaks of how the people of God were plundered, and God said, I'm not going to put up with the world system plundering my people. And he reveals himself as the Lord of hosts. I think for many people, we have romanticized that title of the Lord. We thank the Lord of hosts that when we go to heaven, the Lord will host us and serve us tea and cookies and we'll <laughs> sit down and have a wonderful time. That couldn't be further from the reality of what that title actually means. In the Hebrew, it means Jehovah, Sabah. 
it means the captain of the angelic armies. So the host are the armies of God, the angelic armies. And the Lord, as the captain of the angelic armies, is going to send the angels out to bring supernatural financial provision into the church because the church in many ways has been plundered, has been raked over the financial coals, and God's people are hurting financially. God's going to turn it around. Yes. You know what? We have talked about so many wonderful things, uh, principles that you teach that are very practical, that people can stand on, that people can learn, that they can put into practice in their life. And I just wanted to tell those that are listening that a couple of the things that you're going to learn from from your, your new book, Manifesting the Blessings of God, and this teaching series, here's a couple of things that you're going to learn. So make sure that you get this today. Six sharp angelic arrows to activate the end time wealth transfer into your life. Wow. Okay. Five practical and proven principles for mega manifestation. Mega manifestation. I like the sound of that (laughs) very, very much. Uh, Before we go off the air today and end the program, Stephen, you had told me that something is happening in your ministry now that was set into motion years ago. You're starting to get reports of healings and prophecies that are coming to pass that you set into motion years ago. Yes. And that's such an encouraging word for people to to hang on and to don't give up on those promises and uh, prophecies that the Lord has given them. Well, after the years have passed and praying over countless people for divine healing, you know, when you pray for somebody and then I leave, I don't get to see them again. But we are getting emails. I'm bumping into people that are saying, you prayed for me five years ago, 10 years ago. When you prayed for me, I was instantly healed. I I was healed of scoliosis. I was healed of this heart condition. I was healed of a broken back. I was healed of all kinds of car wreck uh, problems. But they come back and they say, I have been healed through your prayers. Also with prophecies, we have given prophecies. I've spoken prophetic words over people and they're saying everything you spoke over me, a 10 year life plan came to pass. So your prophecies are coming to pass, everything you told me. This is very encouraging for us because we know the importance of the anointing and flowing with the spirit. It brings such wonderful fruit. What a wonderful gift for that to come back around and the Lord to actually allow you to hear these reports and see these reports of people uh, that have received their miracle. And, and they're have... coming in from the nations. They're coming in from all over America. You prayed for me five years ago. I just want you to know I was completely healed when you prayed for me. You prayed for me 12 years ago. I was completely healed. But now we're just receiving a flood of reports, emails, phone calls, personal testimonies, and God's word is true. You know, uh, last thing today, I would like for you to uh, pray for the folks that are listening one more time. Uh, Not that they would just learn about the blessings of God, not that they would just know about the blessings of God, but that they would be activated and imparted into their life today. Would you do that for us before we leave? Absolutely. I want to ask the listeners, if you have sickness in your body, a disease in your body, right now, put your hand on that part of your body where you need a miracle. Father God, in the name of Jesus, let your healing power flow now into their body. I command all sickness and disease come out in the name of Jesus. I release that healing anointing. Now receive by faith. Take it right now by faith and say, Jesus, thank you for healing me. 
Oh, God, we give you praise for miracle testimonies in the lives of your people. Father, I prophesy over your people that this is a new day. This is a new hour. They are stepping into the new glory, the new wine of your spirit. Let them rise up today and receive your very best, for this is a new day for them in the name of Jesus. Oh, God, let the destinies of your people be unlocked. Anything bottled up, stopped up, blockaded by the enemy's plans, it shatters now. In the name of Jesus, you go forth, you go through into the blessings of God now. Your blessings are manifesting. Thank you, Pastor Stephen, for being with us. I am Donna Chavis, and you've been listening to Messianic Vision. If you want to learn more of these practical principles for activating and manifesting the blessings of God in your life, be sure to get this powerful resource from our guest, Pastor Stephen Brooks. It's his brand new book and exclusive audio teaching series, Manifesting the Blessings of God. And now, here's Sid. Stephen Brooks' brand new book, Manifesting the Blessings of God, will teach you how to activate and release God's blessings into your life. This valuable resource includes Stephen's brand new book, Manifesting the Blessings of God. Remember that word, it's important, manifesting. Aren't you ready for miracles to manifest in your life? And his exclusive four CD teaching series, the messages include manifesting ongoing miracles, manifesting wealth, manifesting your healing, and manifesting divine encounters. This resource also includes an insert for your book with specific healing scriptures for specific physical conditions. I've never seen this before, but it'll make such a world of difference to you so you can pray over yourself or others, all for an investment of only 39 U.S. dollars. To order, call 1-800-447-2697. That's 1-800-447-2697. Or go to our website at sidroth.org, S-I-D-R-O-T-H dot O-R-G. Be sure to ask for offer number 9483. Once again, that's offer number 9483.